Hello, I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN. This podcast is brought to you by RAIN Worldview, the premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Find out how RAIN can help you stay ahead of global events at RAINNetwork.com. You're listening to Rain's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking about Pakistan, which has been facing significant economic challenges, so significant that they helped foster a change in government back in May. But the country's new government may face its own economic risks. Here with details of what's happening in Pakistan is Ekta Raghawanshi. She is Rain's South Asia analyst. Welcome, Ekta. Hello, Emily. Maybe we can talk a little bit about Pakistan's economic situation. Exactly how serious is it? Oh yes, glad to. Uh, So quite serious, uh, at least in the region, in South Asian region, after Sri Lanka, Pakistan is the next country that is vulnerable to a default. Many, many international creditors have already assessed it could, it could, in fact, go into a default if uh, certain things do not happen in the in the very near future. Uh, the problems in Pakistan, much like in Sri Lanka, precede the current crisis, uh, which has been only exacerbated by the Russian war on Ukraine and the resultant uh, price rise of essential imports like oil, food products and all other essential commodities. Since Pakistan is heavily dependent on imports, high-priced imports have essentially depleted its foreign exchange reserves. In case of Pakistan, uh, only in the past three months, the currency has depreciated about 20%. And uh, there are there's only about nine billion dollars in 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 the currency in the country's foreign reserves, which is only enough to uh, import about uh, for the next six five or six weeks, according to some estimates. Of course, uh, in the in the very very uh, recent time, the government has to had has had to reduce the subsidies that it provided on fuel and other other things so the inflation in the country has been already on record levels in double digits about 30% it's been it's been a grim situation in the country uh, pakistan is also facing difficulties in uh, procuring liquid uh, lng which it which is used for electricity generation in the country because there's just a shortage in the international markets and the prices are so so high all all of these problems are very very similar to what we saw when the crisis in sri lanka was starting so i would say uh, the problem in pakistan is very very uh, severe it is also uh, currently with the talking with the imf and trying to resume the bailout program that it it has been under since 2019 so it is heavily heavily dependent on external uh, international lenders and bilateral uh, relations other countries for taking it out of this crisis so i i would again say it's it's a serious situation in pakistan it is serious, and it's not a wealthy country to begin with, right? So we're talking about people really suffering, are we? Oh, yes. Uh, I would say the the uh, outlook for economic activity in the country looks grim already because uh, there are no... One, the investing climate is very, very uh, 
it's 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 not looking up for pakistan of course the dollar bonds in the international markets have been at all time low so of course you don't i don't expect a much uh, rushed for for people to do business in pakistan in the near future other than that the the uh, everyday disruptions like power cuts uh, shortage of fuel in in the short term will will greatly hamper whatever economic activity is currently in the country Ekta, let's talk a little bit about, um, you mentioned Sri Lanka. It sounds like what you've described make the current government quite vulnerable, um, not just uh, economically, but politically. Could something like Sri Lanka happen here? Oh, yes. Uh, there are, uh, of course, parallels to be drawn politically also uh, in case of Pakistan. Uh, as you you did mention when we were talking about when we started talking about this that the current government was installed only in May, and uh, just to remind our uh, listeners, the government was installed after a very famous ouster of the previous Prime Minister Imran Khan, based on the economic situation in the country, very poor economic health in the country, inflation was all time high. because of which uh, people were unhappy and the opposition just took this chance and there was a change of government uh, what happened now is the new government has continued facing the continue to face those economic pressures uh, it is under extreme pressure to resume the imf program to get the next tranche of about 1 to 2 billion dollars uh, but for that it had uh, the, the new government had to implement unpopular economic measures like uh, uh, like i mentioned reducing the subsidy on fuel so the fuel prices electricity rates increased uh, they had to impose new taxes on a, on the recent budget so uh, for people for for the country uh, these pressures have still been there and this has really affected the popularity of the new government the new government which is a ruling uh, it's a coali- coalition of different parties it has already it looks like it's very very unpopular in the country uh, because of the economic situation so what you're describing is a significant political vulnerability in fact former pm imran khan's party had a big victory in a recent provincial election i assume that that's some kind of mirror for the larger situation it is it is uh, so although imran khan was outsourced because the economic situation was poor uh, the current government obviously did not uh, deliver on on the on its promises that the situation would uh, become uh, would be ele- elevated not even become better in in this uh, current scenario uh the win of imran khan in punjab province is a significant in number of ways one it it shows that uh the the current government is unpopular of course the win in punjab is significant because punjab was traditionally uh the stronghold of the current uh, ruling party pmln so that's that's other thing to consider also imran khan has been very very uh successful in galvanizing in just getting people out on the streets uh given after the fact that he was ousted so so famously uh, from the country so the, there is this shift of public perception of this new government many leaders in the new government have like a uh, past corruption cases against them and and many voters are not happy about that also so there are those past grievances 
plus the current situation does not seem like uh, it's getting better anytime soon the country is still very very highly dependent on on uh, countries like china like saudi arabia for loans for debt rollovers and and of course the imf bailout program uh, so yes the the resurgence of pti of imran khan's party just just makes uh, things worse for the current government which is only trying to ride out it's it's term till 2023 so the next general elections in pakistan are expected to be uh, before october 2023 however there are actually increasing calls of just preponing those elections because uh, people just do not have confidence uh, in the new leaders the the new government is a coalition government and you never know about factionalism in the new government because of uh, its unpopularity in the country so with the the, the political crisis economic crisis like in the case of sri lanka is is completely uh, intertwined and in pakistan that, that's what we're watching well that is a lot to watch thank you for that analysis actor thank you Understanding geopolitics like what's going on in Pakistan is critical to future planning whether you run a multinational conglomerate or you're just planning a trip to some place you've never been. That's why we created the Essential Geopolitics podcast. But more than that, Rain offers businesses a complete geopolitical intelligence solution with Rain Worldview. Worldview for Enterprises delivers forward-looking enterprise-level analysis tools that enhance your ability to understand what's about to happen. Learn more about Rain's geopolitical intelligence solution at rainnetwork.com. That's r a n e network.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening.